Hello there and welcome to the Make We Converse podcast where we talk about everything good for your body, soul and spirit. The aim is to address issues that would entertain, enlighten and most importantly, inspire you to be the best version of yourself. And now to your hosts, Iyari Imade and Ayo Wright. Hello, everybody. It's your favorite podcast, and we're back again. It's your boy, Iyari Imade, and this is the Make We Converse podcast. I'm the only one here today. I write is not in this episode. Um, yeah, I can hear all of you turning off the radio, but please stay, stay, stay. I know you love Ayo, but please stay and hear my ugly voice. Anyways, you're welcome to Make a Converse Podcast, another episode where we try to give you and inform you about lifestyle choices, about how you can be better, how you can make right choices, and how you can be a very version of yourself. Um, like I said, my name is Iyari, and I'm not doing this podcast alone today. I have a friend in the house. He's an IT professional, but he's going to introduce himself um, shortly. Before he comes on, I just want to talk about our last episode and the reviews we got from the last episode. Thank you so much for all of you who listened. It was on IG Live. Thank you for all the comments we got and feedback. The last episode basically talked about um, creating time for yourself and your faith, how your work life and your faith life can be balanced, how you need to balance everything. So thank you for the reviews. Thank you for the feedbacks. And thank you for all your compliments. We really appreciate it. I speak for both I and myself, saying we really appreciate And um, God bless you. Yeah, on today's episode, it's going to be very, very dynamic. We're talking about something that is really, very common. And I have a very good friend who is going to help me do that. But I would like him to introduce himself. He goes by the name Damilola. He will, he will do more on trace himself more. Um, so... Damila, go ahead, please. You're welcome to Milk Converse Podcast. Yeah, it's uh, it's very cool to be here for you. Um, well, well done at um, what you and I do. Uh, wish I met him here myself. Well, um, so while I'm talking, a few times you may hear the um, the planes fly because I'm close to the airport. So I'm Daniel. Oh, that's Daniel fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just very close. I live very close to the airport. Yeah. Oh, wow. So um my name is Daniel Damlala BKK. Some call me Dami, some call me Daniel. Um I'm a techie, you know. I'm in coding since I was 14. You know, I'm in coding since I was 14. Uh I've worked in fintech, worked in um, defense, and uh, previously I've been a Wikipedian in residence, you know. Um one of the youngest, if not the youngest, um, Wikipedian in residence ever. I'm currently a product owner ambassador. I also curate um, on Block Africa, a blockchain community in Lagos, and uh, I'm also building Space Bar Africa. Yeah, so that's it about me. Wow, it's a pleasure to have you. Honestly, to God, I didn't know this impeccable um, CV you just put out before. I feel like there's this funny story behind me and you like 
I what me inviting you on this podcast and me um you appreciating yeah. you, you accepting our invitation it's um it's a real privilege i felt like it was i was being prompted to like okay reach out to you because i know i've seen your work and we, we actually follow each other on twitter and i yeah. saw what you do i saw your comment you comment your posturing on social media is actually like mm-hmm. someone who actually knows their stuff when it comes to it uh so i have a quick question concerning the um who, um, I think being an IT techie since you're 14. Uh, so what created yeah. interest? What was the buzz? How did you find yourself? Because you have a lot of listeners who are young, who are teenagers, who are still yeah. discovering themselves, who are still trying to choose careers part for themselves. So how did you discover um, yourself being a techie? Because today's podcast, we're going to talk basically about AI, chat GPT and everything and how it's going to affect our lives in the next future. But I want to get yeah. to know how you discovered um, tech and um, being an IT person. Yeah. So I, I would say for me, it all happened because um, I was trying to access information. Uh, so this is what happened. I, w- I would say I was trying to access information, a wheel, and there was an opportunity that turned up like wheel and opportunity. So I'd always wanted to like access the internet, you know, and I was... I was just trying to access the internet, but my mom didn't have it. Then I think Andre's another common, and she didn't have a modem. But then this this time she had brought in a laptop, and I assumed that laptops were supposed to use were supposed to be used to access um, the internet. But there was no internet, so I would go to Internet Explorer those days, enter something, enter something, go to all the programs, try to get to the base of all the programs, and you know, trying to just make a life out of nothing. So I was left to create what I wanted to see. So there was this day I went to school and my computer teacher had a textbook, a very thick textbook on HTML4. Um, so I borrowed the textbook on HTML4 and I learned it was about building websites. So being unable to access the internet as much as I could and being someone who was intrigued about the internet, I love the fact that I could Google things and see a lot of things. Then I just started building websites. So with that textbook, I was able to build websites. So I would say will and opportunity because it was one thing to have the will to build websites. And um, it was one thing to have the will and curiosity to want to explore things on the computer. And it was another thing for that opportunity to turn up for me. I would really say it was that opportunity. You know, if that opportunity didn't come, if I didn't have a laptop from my mom, I probably won't have started at 14. Maybe later I will. But that was the opportunity that gave me the the, the starting. Your, your story kind of reminds me of um, Bill Gates in the book uh, Outliers by Malcolm Garrow. He talks about how yeah. Bill Gates was not really doing very well in um, school. But one day, yeah. I think his mom enrolls him to a computer camp. And by that yeah. time, mainframe computers were really coming up, and from nowhere, he just got the interest. Yeah, so it was in this, for, you know what? Yeah, it was in this school yeah, that ahead. just, it was in this school that got this rare unit of computer. Like it, no other school in the community really had it, and his mom had to be very rich for him to be in that school in the first place. So yeah, so I, we are all outliers, you know. Opportunities come because of several factors rather than one sudden event. Good reference there. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, it just just quite made everything combine combined with what you said about having um being the right place at the right time and um, yeah. chance meeting your will. And that's actually very interesting. Um a lot of people are actually being encouraged to go into tech. Like for me personally, for those of us that live maybe travel out of the country, um trying to go into other careers, transition to other careers, there's this idea that you should embrace into tech, you should go into tech, it pays very well, it's very encouraging, it's a good field, like you will you will never be broke if you have a tech skill. What's your what's your thinking behind that? Uh, do you have a problem with people being motivated to go into tech for the money, or do you think is a is a different kind of way, um, like to go into tech basically? Yeah, um, I will speak from my own perspective. I went into tech because of interest, and when I encourage people to go into tech, I actually encourage them to go into tech because of. Um, the money. So it's actually very funny. Yeah. I do tech because of interest. I could jump on a project right now because of interest, because that's what moves me. And I would always encourage people to get in tech because of money. But then tech is very broad. So tech is just very, 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 very broad. It's a big market. So those who want to be there for interest, contribute to open source, like I do with Wikipedia, you know, created about 250 articles on Wikipedia, which includes Thames, Ashake. Um, like Prodashagi. I've created on like hundreds of Wikipedia articles and I've not you know earned from these. You know, so it's 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 about interest. So I think one thing that should drive everybody is interest. But what everybody is looking for is money. So everybody should do tech for what they want to use it for. Um, for me, tech has been, um, despite the fact that I've always been driven by interest, I still get to find money, you know? So when people run for just the money, uh, it might not really be too good because they would lose a lot of the ride. You know, it's just like coming to an, an art gallery because you're a paid, you know, um, visitor. You lose a lot of the fragments of um, the beauty and the meaning of art if you are just there for the money, you know? So... People should really get into tech for because it's very broad. If you're not doing graphics, you're doing coding. If you're not doing coding, you're probably doing um, the marketing or the sales or whatever. So it's just very broad. And everybody should really get tech savvy, but, you know, for whatever reason they want to get tech savvy for, you know, because if you're getting tech savvy for the money or whatever, yeah, it's still going to, it's going to help the ecosystem. You know, I can only imagine Paystack not coming to life. I could only imagine um, Seller, or you probably Yari and um, probably Madi and uh, I are not coming to do what they do. So whatever anyone is actually getting into tech for, as long as it's not a crime, I would say, yeah, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Emphasis on as long as it's not a crime. Um, yeah. yeah. But how have you seen like the whole tech industry like transform over since you've been coding since like we were 14? Yeah. Like I'm sure you have a lot. I'm sure you have like one or two friends who have, gone up to like develop apps and um, yeah. working in fintech industry we've seen a lot of financial revolutions have happened especially in africa and nigeria at large yeah. um what have you like be able to like see the whole changes that have happened in the tech industry within the africa and sub-saharan africa as the case may be yeah so like like when when i was when i was 14 um there were several tech things that were in vogue and I would say one thing being someone who has been in tech since I was 14, like that was like 12 years ago now. I would say a lot of things would trend and they will be dropped with a very heavy clash. I remember then we had MTNI, 
M10i was like a traffic, um, M10i was a traffic service that allows you to see live videos of the traffic jam or the traffic flow everywhere in, in Nigeria, especially in Lagos. You know, we saw BlackBerry happen. You know, we saw book SMS happen. We saw everything and OLX happen. There were a lot of things that happened and they were washed away. So there were a lot of trends that just kept on happening and everything like that. And while there are a lot of trends that get washed away, a lot of trends get to stay. And I've also seen a lot of friends excel. Like I can remember, I would, I'll talk about two friends. I remember um, Abib Shukweju. Abib Shukweju was literally building a radio station from his mother's um, shop, you know, just by coding. You know, he just knew how to just use his phone, Java phone those days, you know, use his phone. And he was able to connect his phone to the radio and he was building his own local radio station. Then he moved on to work for Wikimedia Foundation, which was Wikipedia. I brought him to that event. And from that event, he was already on Wikipedia. And before he knew it, he had, he's now, he's now in the UK. Uh, I also know there's a particular friend as well, um, Festo Zoumi. Festo Zoumi then we used to be in Tins Church, playing around and jumping around. Many virtual cards in Nigeria, I would say thousands, tens of thousands of virtual cards in Nigeria run on Bridge Card. Bridge Card have raised several, several millions of Naira, you know, to, to power a lot of um, um, virtual card services. And it's just very amazing. Tech has really, really, really transformed a lot of lives, including mine. Last year, I was on a salary of $40,000 per annum, $40, per annum. And uh, that was really life. I've, I've, of course, I'm off the contract now, but that was really a life-changing opportunity for me. And there have been hundreds and hundreds of more Nigerians that have benefited from opportunities like this. So tech is life-changing nice. and tech is also changing as well. Life is also changing tech as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's so, so nice. I, I hope a lot of our young listeners who are... Is there any like, okay, for example, someone who is trying to go to school now, going to university, what do you say to that person? The person like, because I know that back in our Nigerian educational system, most of what we learn in school is basically the Fortran language, uh, COBOL yeah. language, and those languages are really outdated language. Maybe yeah. our educational system really revamped. Do you think that um, tech is streamlined alone for people who have that um, um, science background, as the case oh, may be? So, um, so yeah. good, good enough, I would say... I'm actually an art student by background. My mathematics was rated bad, so I didn't make it into science class. And science class was full of bully teachers. They were not encouraging. So I stayed back in art class and I sort of like beat everybody because I was like, I was more or less like science material, right? But I was in art. And I went to school and still became what I became. Like literally, I had 40K per annum coming in for me. Um, as of last year, you know, in my role. Now I'm getting onto a new role very soon. But then what I'll say is if you, if anyone is young and they are very interested in tech, avoid computer science in Nigeria because as much as I really respect everyone studying computer science, but I would say if you want to study computer science, study because of the love of computers and the science behind it, not because you want to really do tech. If you really, really want to do tech, go to YouTube, go to Udemy, go to... Um, um, code Academy, go to free code camp and really get your hands dirty there. You don't go to school for four years because you want to actually do tech. Rather, just got a, got a backup degree. Uh, I studied sociology and while I was studying sociology, I was building websites on, on, on campus. 
I had this website called foundoncampus.com when I was in school. On foundoncampus.com, you could go to report a lost item or you could report a found item. So we had this way, we connect people who have lost an item and people who have found them. So sociology just give me an opportunity to be able to um, balance, um, to, to be able to see society and how to infer solutions, you know, how to put in solutions. So I'd really say if you, if you really love tech, um, you, sh you might not just go to study computer science because the curriculum is outdated, you know, the curriculum is outdated. For example, the curriculum as of now, if you graduated in if you graduated in in 2020, nobody had mentioned AI, and even right now, nobody is almost mentioning AI or ChatGPT. And we moved so fast. So if you want to study, if you really want to love, if you really love tech, and you want tech to love you in return, don't get stuck in a degree. You could get a degree. You must get a degree, of course, because it's going to help you see an outlook of life, and you'll be able to bring that degree into tech. But then um, there's more to tech than a degree. So you could just get a degree by the degree and just get the knowledge by the knowledge. You know, the knowledge Fantastic. is more. Fantastic. Yeah. That's a word on my boy. I feel like that's going to be like our clip. We're going to see everywhere. Don't go to computer school if you want to learn tech in Nigeria. <laughs> that's a very nice uh -huh. one. Thank you so much. Let's segue into the whole chat GTP AI thingy. Um, yeah. So what's what's this about? Like what's, we just woke up one day and everybody is talking about chat GTP and um, how yeah. it's going to take care of people's jobs. For example, in the entertainment industry, we are seeing um, a, a song by sung by Thames, Thames Nigerian artist, um, then using the Rihanna voice to sing it. So it's like you are hearing Rihanna singing a song she didn't sing, or you are watching a um, a film where or seeing pictures that are generated by the computer that never exist or people who are not really human beings and you have pictures of them i saw pictures of police mm -hmm. officers taking selfies that were not these people don't exist in human history or maybe they have existed before <laughs> but we are seeing um, ai taking advantage of a lot of things and it's causing people to worry but let's let before we talk about why people should worry what what is basically ai and can you make sense of the whole madness that charging yeah. is as well yeah i think ai is just simply an infra no, i don't think it's what it is it's an infrastructure it's a system, it's a, it's a program, uh, it's a programming situation, I'll put it, whereby computers, you know, or let me say whereby tech, there's a technology that can actually just do the same things that humans could have just done. You know, humans could have just taken those photographs, humans could have just gone to the studio to do those things. AI is very elaborate. You just can't put it, nail it on one thing. AI, AI is just when you just see technology doing a lot of things have been labeled as AI that are not really AI. For example, a lot of people are actually even using AI to sell a couple of their products that are not even AI. So AI That's is just when, hmm. yeah, like for, for example, you could just say, we're on this call right now and somebody could just say, oh, AI is recording us. Like seriously, bro. Or you could just, some people just release some converters and you'll say AI is the one converting they say AI converted it from PDF to JPG, and I'm like, for real. So people are just depending AI is up and down. Some things are actually just normal technology, for real. And people just say it's AI. So um, AI is just artificial intelligence. It's just artificial intelligence technology, where it's just how we label technology. It doesn't wait for total human efforts to release its output, you know? And the thing is, AI is not really independent, like everybody assumes it is. AI takes a lot of intensive efforts to have been 
you know, to have been modeled, to have been trained, you know, labeling several data and all of that. So many of these things are not really as independent as they make it seem. So it's not as if, if you remove one thing from many of these AI tools and all of that, they would be complacent. You know, they didn't build themselves. They are all like, they are just like softwares running, basically. But then we label a lot of things AI, AI, AI. Well, fine. You know, in time, the world will get to know more about AI. It's just like calling USS the internet. You know, it's just like saying the USS, USS codes are internet. Just like saying that, um, you know, the television is internet. In time, people will be able to demarcate what is really, really AI and what is not, you know. Fantastic, fantastic. I think you've like brought it down to um kind of a very nice level because I know a lot of people will like you see some resume makers that usually be like just normal resume makers before and everybody is saying that they are AI generated, chat TV and everything. So but but yeah. there, there's this fear people have now is that um there's an article by Washington Post that, that says that IBM could replace um, seven thousand eight hundred jobs with artificial intelligence. In the, in the article it says that IBM Corp said that it expects to pause hiring of jobs that artificial intelligence could do, indicating that the potential groundbreaking technology is beginning to disrupt how humans work. Avrin Krishna, that's the company executive, estimated that up to seven thousand eight hundred jobs or that the company could be affected according to an interview with Bloomberg News on Monday and its hiring in back office roles such as human resource could be at risk of being suspended and slowed down. So basically, who are the kind of jobs that will have be affected by the, um, like you said, uh, more we need to know more about AI and AI keeps getting better. What kind of jobs will get will be affected? Yeah, so I, I like how you put your question because you, I, I, like, I like the fact that, you know, asking if AI would really, really replace jobs because it will, you know, drastically, though it, not with the impact that a lot of people make it seem. Because a lot of people make it seem like, oh, one, like one million people could just lose their jobs all, all of a sudden overnight, you know, which is not really what it is. And some people make it look as if it's not going to like give some people jobs right? Make it seem like it's not going to give some people jobs. The jobs that are really going to be affected by AI are going to be, a, a lot of jobs will be affected. So the thing is, with the fact that AI can actually perform a lot of tasks, right? With the fact that it can actually perform a lot of tasks, every of those kind of tasks, everybody there could really be affected. But then, but then, it won't be all of them all of the sudden, because AI still has a long way to go. AI still gives wrong answers. I'll tell you the things I've done with AI. I've been able to generate photos with AI, you know, photos of um, weddings, Lagos weddings on an airplane, for example. I've generated something like that. I've generated some book covers, some notebook covers from AI. So you see, graphic designers have been affected. Um, photographers, to an extent, could even be affected. You know, stock image sellers could be affected. Copywriters are the... Are, are, are the ones that are even vastly affected. You know, copywriters, people who help people write papers, people who edit stuff, they've been hugely affected. Copy, uh, copywriters, no, is it copywriters? Um, copy editors, yeah, copy editors are also hugely affected. Several people, you know, some, some analysts are also affected because um, if, if AI could really audit and program a lot of things. But the thing is, when these areas have been affected, you know, you're now looking at who is employing AI 
to do those things. You understand? A lot of companies cannot employ AI to do these things, actually. Because, like, I was talking to the CEO of a company. This company has done, like, $1 billion in revenue in Naira, like, almost every year. And I said, see, I want to teach you how to use ChatGPT. He's my friend. He's not my friend. He's, like, an uncle, yeah? So I'll just say he's my friend, yeah? So, like, hey, see, let me teach you how to use ChatGPT to do a couple of things. And he's using, like, ChatGPT3, and he's not really getting the right answers that he should get. And he's like, uh-uh, I'm not interested in this. So, but me on ChatGPT4, I would get better answers than he is getting. So the thing is, the people that I should even eliminate, right? The people that should even eliminate these people on this line of duty are not ready to use AI all of a sudden. So the elimination of these jobs is still dependent on people actually adopting AI which is not already because AI is like one on, like the lot of thousands of tools now with AI backing them up, you know, with even open AI or chat GPT backing them up. So that's like a lot of things to really adopt at the same time. So I could use AI to convert an, a 700 page, a 700 page document and just to summarize it to one page, I could use AI to do that, but then, I'll still have to pay for that, right? I'll still have to pay for that. And the thing is, many people who, who these jobs would affect are going to be like, the should be the people who should now use AI to enhance their job. For, I've used AI to build a website before. This website is a website where you could just go enter the price of a coin or a cryptocurrency, enter a given date, and you see how much you'd have made if you had bought it at that given date. So, for example, the day I graduated from school, I could just go there and type, ah, if I had converted the money my, my uncle or auntie gave me the day I graduated into Bitcoin, how much would I have earned now? So that website can help you do that. And I was able to do that with chat, with, I was able to build that on chat GPT, right? In fact, the free version, I was able to build it, build it on that, you know? So the thing is, nobody in the world of the world that doesn't know how to build websites would now go there and say they want to build that kind of tool. It takes me as a web developer who has the mind, sophisticated, the, the sophisticated mind and experience to now say, hey, see, I want to build a tool like this. I want to, I know where the codes will be. I know how the, I know what is wrong and what is not wrong. So come on. So how will you eliminate me? So it's gonna be, it's gonna be ChatGPT eliminating a lot of tax. It's now maybe as time goes on, that's what I'm saying. It's not going to eliminate people all of a sudden. It's going to eliminate a lot of people, right? Because when people don't now adopt this these tools, when people don't subscribe to these tools, when people don't try and learn these tools, it's going to be taking them out one by one. And also, the work that I've taken like five people to do initially, it's now start reducing the the kind of you know the kind of work that goes out. And the thing is, when people now if people would really just adopt AI, like just and when I say adopt, like AI is not really that strong, really. If you know anybody who uses ChatGPT for, which is like the advanced form of a open of ChatGPT of ChatGPT right now, you they'll tell you it sucks. So we just we are just applying like a walking stick because we can walk, right? Mm. The walking stick cannot replace the leg, right? Mm. The walking stick cannot mm. replace the leg. So this is just going to be a tool. But the truth is that the the, the more the walking stick now gets advanced. They might be they now they might now be like few assistance needed. And when the working stick now becomes advanced, it now means that people who know how to use it can now do a lot of things. Just imagine uh a, a working stick that can help you 
fly through the traffic jam. You know, a walking mm. stick that can help you check the temperature, you know, check the, the weather and all those things. So mm. AI is, is going to disrupt a lot of jobs, but it doesn't have the hands and wings to change them. A lot of these corporations do not even know how to pick this AI you get. It's now, so it's those people who actually use AI that are actually going to get the more cash. So it's about... It's it's a, rather than we focusing on the amount of jobs this would take away, everybody should focus on their work basically. But they should know that times and seasons are changing. Times and seasons are changing, so they should try and just learn, even if it's a basic few of AI tools. AI, AI tool, AI is just like saying, oh, there are now websites. You know, it's just like in 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 two thousand in nineteen ninety. Let's say even year two thousand. Somebody is saying that oh, madam, there's something called the internet. So this is my affect your business. And this man is sitting by the roadside. So this, there's going to, so she, she, she can't see ahead of 20 years that there's going to be global, there's going to be bold food. There's, and you know, a lot of people cannot see, a lot of people are doing transport business. They cannot see that there'll be, there'll be apps for transport. A lot of people cannot see that there'll be, a lot of schools could not see that there'll be e-schools. A lot of people could not see that there is this coming up and there is this coming up. A lot of people could not even see that there'll be social media to make their businesses easier. But are those businesses existing today? quite a few quite a lot of them more than more than more than for example my dad will not get my, my dad will not even get his business to the internet just like the fact that i good because he keeps telling that he doesn't want to he's okay with running his things manually you understand so many of these many of these jobs would still exist but the thing mm. is those who would get more money out of them and those who will be safer are those of them who are actually in those businesses or in those jobs that are now adopting ai so I think the focus should be more on what AI would do for us than more than what AI would do against us. Yeah. Wow, that's that's a very big take. Like I I don't know how you whether you spied on my my notes I, I wrote before the podcast because there's an article I have here by the Business Insider. It says that it is not AI that is going to take your job, but someone who knows how to use AI. Economy says, and at least the top economics. And this article was published uh, May third. Um, 2023. So it's actually trusting what you're saying that we should not be afraid of the change that AI will bring. Is but you have to like ride the wind, like follow the train and get to understand um, what AI is about. Because people who know AI are people that are going to take the jobs, not AI itself taking your jobs away. And that's very very profound. And I feel like it's also like how will I put it now? Not open to innovation. Like when we don't innovate, like because our forefathers were washing, using their hands to eat food. That means we now must still use um, our hands to eat food because it's how they were doing it before. So things have changed. For example, like you said, even before the COVID pandemic, how many of us talk we could like have online conversations or have online meetings, online seminars, online um, or events and naming ceremonies online, weddings online. So it shows that um, innovations actually make life easier. So I'm saying, and people, and no matter how it looks, people, a lot of businesses like those who that sell puff puff, those who that sell um, vendors on the street yeah. are able to like, bend their, uh, how will I put it now, their, 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 their skill with the help of technology and that's actually made every life ever better. For example, even how to send money and everything. So I think you're yeah, right. It's it's the whole uh, process of yeah. innovation actually makes life easier. Yeah, and so, uh, if you are subject yeah, to change, you can also adapt your business model to the change mm-hmm. that it brings to to, yeah. the, to the game. Yeah, so, yeah. so this is only going to make life efficient because... There are still mamas and babas that actually do not have bank accounts, you know, mm. and 
we we have a lot of other businesses doing volumes, you know. So a lot of the, a lot of places like even Alajos still exist. That's why what Piggyvest is doing, you know, mm. and what Carrywise is doing, and they are still onboarding millions of people. There are still people who still so it's just gonna make work efficient. So that elimination mm. thing, Brory, I think it's good. It's gonna happen. Yeah, fine. You know, but then it's 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 best we we just look at many of the opportunities and and try try and demystify a lot of things because I love okay. mystics and more. Yeah. Cool. So um, I have a question for you. Like to piggyback to piggyback on what you just said and the, your conclusion about the whole topic of AI. So for someone listening to this podcast and who is trying to like make a career decision, I'm always talking about career decision because I'm really big on transition because I myself, I'm in the process of transitioning my careers as well. So people like who are trying to transition careers right now in the event of this AI, and now we are we are, we are reading articles that are saying that people who um know about this AI, able to use AI, will take jobs from people who cannot use AI. And people who want to stay relevant in this um, tech industry or people who want to stay um, relevant in this like corporate industry, uh, how do they start? What is the step-by-step for them to like get into this whole understand AI? What kind of language should they learn? What kind of um courses can they do? Uh, what kind of resources can they do? Um, for let, let's just go from there. Yeah, you know, like I said, AI is like a walking stick. One that can't walk, unfortunately, won't be able to use one. One should learn the basic skills, like the normal, 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 normal. It's just like saying you're bringing business to the internet. If you don't have a license to run a bank, you can't run a fintech. Like if you don't have a license to run certain things, you can't run a fintech. If you have a bank account, you can't run a fintech. If you don't sell food, you can't come and run a food company. Maybe you could if you are connecting people. You understand? But and of course, I, I, I would have said if you don't run a car, you can't come and run a car serving, servicing company on the internet. But then we have Uber to we have Uber to slap me in the face. Anybody who wants to really take advantage of AI can simply start with their own domain knowledge. You understand? You just actually you want to take advantage of the internet and you're a school owner. And because you learned that, oh, there'll be payments on the you you start from the from the angle you are. You know, if you are if you are a school owner and you are in that payments are taking over the scene, then ask people to pay school fees via fintech. If you are a um school owner, you can't just come and say you want to go and open Glovo. Uh-huh. Don't say you want to come and open Glovo or say you want to come and open um also. So the best way to take advantage is from your angle, from where you are. And I recommend people go to productont.com, productont.com, and look for AI tools there because there are a lot of AI tools running up on productont.com every day. Every day people are posting, every day people are building new products on productont, you know. So people could really go there and look for new AI product. So if anybody wants to get in and get very fast with AI, number one, you have to get, you have to get, fast on what you are doing in real life. For example, you and I are running this podcast. You, if you want um, AI to be suggesting topics for you or to be um, looking into the insights on, on on how people listen and what parts do people skip and all of that, then you should have probably had a podcast running. You know, if, mm. if Elon Musk wants to use AI to like check how many people are really active on, on Twitter or something, then you should at least have a Twitter. So if you so AI is going to be different onion for different people. For me as a developer, it's going to help me get my codes. You as a designer, you might just probably use uh, Mid Journey and um, Stable Diffusion. 
You know, if you want to, if you are a copywriter, it's different for you. A copy editor, if you are, it's different for you. If you are whatever, it's different for you. If you're a data analyst, it's different for you. If you are an hardware engineer, it's different for, for you. So mm -hmm. different slices for different people when it comes to AI. So there's no one way trick other than master your real life skill and find tools, find AI tools, like, and go to product on, for example, to find them, then use AI to master them. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, man. Daniel, you've been awesome. You've been really awesome. Like I'm sure our listeners have learned a lot. Even myself, I've learned so much. Uh, but before we move further, with this podcast, we already talked about lifestyle and we always like to like go deeper on the lifestyles of people that come to speak with us. Myself and Ayo are very big on some kind of things that have actually helped us. Number one is like books, reading books and reading has really exposed us a lot to uh, what we know and our careers like Ayo, for example, who is doing exceptionally well as a voiceover artist, MC and co. And myself being a podcaster and also going to other things like management and healthcare, it's actually helped us one way or the other by reading. So I want to ask Daniel, what are your um, basics, like fundamentals that you think that everybody should have before they can become a success in everything they do? What are things that they should practice? What are the uh, five, maybe just give us five, or maybe three or five things that you feel like every young person should do that wants to become somebody in life, that anybody that wants to become great in life, what are the five things they should, like character, it could be activities they do. Well, I think the first thing to ask is if I'm great myself. <laughs> well, I, I know think how they for going me, now. The, the, the young shall grow, so you are getting there. Yeah, so I think I think for me, for me in my life, the few things I've achieved my just, which, which I've achieved by the grace of God, has been very, very, very significant. Has been, you know, so I've been one of the youngest Wikipedians in residence, and you know, so I've earned, you know, forty thousand per annum, that was like two million per month. Um, to also be in this stream, there's this stream I'm in whereby I am happy about knowledge. Like knowledge excites me, not even money, and I I just earn by being excited by being excited about knowledge. You know, I'm building space bar as well, which is going to be like Lagos first observatory. You know, where people can come and use telescopes and all. I don't really deem myself as successful per se. I just see myself as really happy for myself. Like I'm really happy. I I, I could just die today and really know that. Oh geez, God, I'm so glad. I lived a very happy life, you know, because success is very relative. And I also don't like the factor of success in quotes because it makes other people depressed. Straight to the question, you know, uh, because lots of other successful people feel like they have not done enough because of, they've not met people's measure of success. But then straight to the question, if anybody wants to really be happy, you know, if you really want to get to that point in your life whereby you'd be very happy and fulfilled in your career, you know, in whatever you do, the first is to soak in knowledge, soak in knowledge, lots of knowledge. Try and know every, try and know something about everything. There was a time I used to be a printer, I used to print on shirts. There was a time I used to do animation, funny stuff. There's a, I, I even do graphics. I do graphics and earn a lot of money from graphics and nobody knows I do graphics for, for, for money. You know, no, I've never announced myself as a graphics designer before because I, will, I don't want people to stone me and say, ah, oh, more you. No, I don't. You know, there are a lot of things that I'm part of that I just keep quiet. I don't say I'm part of it. I've once invested money in a fintech 
$1,000. So I could have claimed to be VC. I don't claim to be VC, right? I just keep quiet. I just like, so <laughs> just get knowledge, as much knowledge as you can in everything. Knowledge will just make you very happy. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is security. You get, it's because of knowledge people are going to probably trust you with money. It's one of knowledge you probably know where to put your leg and where not to put your leg. Secondly, I would say um, be, be friends with good people. Um, one thing university availed for me was to meet a lot of people. I know people though. Like I've seen people, like we were literally in the same hostel now. So I've eaten with the foolish that have become great people. So respect people, you know, have access to people. You know, have access to people by just knowing them. Don't, I'm not saying you go about going collecting phone numbers and then talking at every event you go to, but I'm just saying, hey, see, just know people, enjoy, you know, love people, you know, be real, don't pretend. As as simple as hello, hi, university, and one thing led to collecting number has helped me go very, very far with a lot of people. And I would say as well, Number one, I've said um, know a lot. Number two, I've said um, know a lot of people. I would also say number three, um, I, I just, I'll just call it short number three, pray. You know, pray, work with God, you know, work with God. When you work with God, it actually just it actually just puts you in this position whereby um, it helps you go careful with people and it also helps you relate to people properly well, you know. I once developed a soft a, a blockchain token. I created a cryptocurrency token before. And I have I created several cryptocurrency tokens, but there is this one I created and I didn't rock pool people, right? Uh, the, the token went to twenty thousand uh, dollars market cap and I didn't rock pool people. So I've been in I've let me tell you like of all the jobs I've done, all the jobs I've done in different places, I've seen in good relationship with every one of my previous bosses because Mm. I just love people. Like I don't try and do things that I don't want people to do to me. You understand? All these things are very important in life. So it's nothing for you to know. It's nothing for you to know people. Then when you pray to God, like just get close to God, right? Right? It mm. helps you cut your excesses. It helps you now. Mm. Oh, this now you insult people on on Twitter. Don't come and just insult this person. If you want to do mm. bands, do your bands, right? But if you but don't just come and spoil someone's day. No, come and start a business that would destroy someone else's life. I once wanted. I once want. I once thought of something that could bring me money every day, and the only thing I thought of was to build a a betting site. And I was like, and I was like, I got into the streets. Then I met these two boys. These boys were coming to me to ask me for money. They were very fierce. If I wasn't smart with them, they probably slapped me. They, you know, normally you can't slap because I'm very tall. I'm like six feet three, you know. Mm-hmm. But these boys were very fierce, and they really needed money. And and the one thing struck me, and I just said. Okay, Daniel, if you build these betting sites, you build more people like this who are going to waste mm. their money and their livelihood on your website. So mm. even though everybody's been in the betting site and it looks like everybody's making money from it because it gets addictive, all I just need to do is mm. just get a sign-up bonus. You know, I give people $5, then I make them win. You know, then I'll tell them they're mad. I'll just give them a lot of funny, funny stuff. But then, just moving to God, just say, oh, no, don't do more. You know, mm. Let me just go just give you a conscience, right? I don't want to come mm. and do all pretty pretty here, yeah, but then I'm more mm. when reality eats you, like when you are preparing for an interview for a job or two, um, or more, you remember this one who moved close to God. He's not just mm-hmm. valuing people, you know, he's not mm. just valuing people and knowing things, or more the space of God is there. Oh, ah, or more. No, so, see, uh, so, in 
like I'm like we did I like I'm sure you don't even know so much about me like as personally yeah. um or are you you I'm not sure you have listened to love our podcast before but the thing about our podcast is that we don't hide our faith we are very open about our faith and how God has helped us individually okay. and as a person so you can feel free to talk about faith and everything we have listeners that who are Muslims as well who are Christians who have different faiths yeah. and who listen to the podcast as well so we are very open about faith it's not we don't we don't want to hide it here all right so um just re- recapping on what the third thing you said. Number one, you said uh, seek knowledge. Um, number two was to invest in strategic relationships, like not yeah. for the purpose of making gains, but just to know people and to meet people. Yeah, like the, I've, the, the I've creators of relationships. Like, yeah. yeah, the creators mm-hmm. of relationships are, they end up maturing to be great ones. You never can just, yeah. yeah. And lastly, I said, God, I, when I was adjusting the God part, was because you know, everybody's trying to form work now. Bro. Everybody's, yeah, everybody's <laughs> trying, everybody's praying in their closets. When it comes to Twitter, they are forming a... I was, I was listening to your podcast some days ago, and um, it's yeah. an all-female podcast, one of the best in Nigeria. I'm not going to mention mm-hmm. their names. They have a lot of plugins everywhere. but And they had like a guest. I actually reached out to the guest and told her she's very articulate and wise in her way of thought. So she's speaking with... She's from she's based in the UK, and she's speaking with her phone and everything. And it got to a part where somebody writes a letter to the podcast, and they ask that, okay, I'm going through some sort of spiritual stuff where your family feels like we're cursed and everything. And one of the acts is like, guys, do you guys believe in um, generational curses on everything? And everyone's like, yes, yeah, so uh, me and the go deliverer. So you <laughs> see, everybody has, this, everybody has this posturing that we are, we're not praying, we don't believe in God. We, there's this yeah. kind of cool look on social media to be identified as a Christian or on files deep things that there are things that are more deeper than just what we are seeing physically there are things that you, you are that everything that mostly that we see on the physical are actually being manipulated the spiritual realm but a lot of people actually like, pretend that they don't exist but when it comes to the real integrity everybody does like all these things that we we kind of people try to like pretend that it doesn't exist it actually exists because see for you to rise to the ladder in any area of life you have to be you have to be, you have to serve somebody you have to bow down to somebody. There's some some of this um technical tech stuff don't happen naturally. People sleep and have dreams of ideas, and you think those things just came from but let me not go deep because I <laughs> I go into and that whole <laughs> but thank you so much, Daniel. Like those three things are very important. I feel like for me. Prayer is actually very important for me, but strategic relationship is also very, very key. For every of our young guys, this thing, you have to invest in strategic relationship. In fact, when it even comes down to meeting your future partner, I put out a quote that a lot of people are still single because the time when you have invested in strategic relationship, whereby, for example, in university, not for the purpose of dating, but having like um, friends of the opposite sex, you in school, that's where you have like a large um, sample size. I'm sorry to use this word, like a sample size of people you can actually like females or as a guy or girls, you understand? So I'm not saying like be like have a relationship with everybody, but just like have meet people, get to know more people. It's from those kind of your friends that you can even see your wife, you can be blessed to even see your wife, you are some form. So it's just what you say that I am, like what Daniel was saying, basically like invest in strategic relationships. That actually helps you and to grow. So we've come to the end of this podcast and to, I won't fail to um, say that Daniel has been a wonderful guest. I really appreciate you for spending your time with us. Thank our, you. Our conversers. I'm sure everybody loves and they really learned one or thing or two but for in case we have people that want to really like connect with you who have maybe a business idea or we want to learn on to or two or ask some questions about tech going to tech uh, how do you reach out to you sir Ooh, i'm really sad to begin with um well i would say people who just reach out to me on twitter 
I'll say I'm always there. But then, what if I'm not on Twitter tomorrow? I'm always on LinkedIn, you know? Yeah, LinkedIn or Twitter. Daniel Damlola will be okay, okay, or just Daniel O-B-I-O-K-K. Okay, cool. That, so I'm OBOKK, I'm OBOKK on Twitter. OBOKK underscore. So if you just Google Daniel Damlola OBOKK, you'll see my LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. Then if you Google Daniel OBOKK, I believe you'd see the same too. My LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah. You've been an amazing guest. We'd love, love to have you. I would can't wait to have you again, probably with the full house. We'll talk about nothing again, but not it may not even be tech. Maybe talk about marriage. And congratulations to you. Uh, I think last month Daniel got married. I don't know if it's a secret or you want to keep it private. Daniel got married last month. Uh, okay. I, I just keep that. I just keep that with spaces, not private. Sorry. I don't just say it every day. <laughs> All right, yeah. I wish you from the bottom of our hearts and our conversations. We wish you a marital bliss and happy married life. So thank you so much, guys, for listening to another episode of Make a Convert Podcast. I promise that we'll keep giving you insightful, educative podcasts like this. Uh, hopefully, I yeah. will be back with us next week. Uh, Iwright is good. He's fine. He's busy making money around Lagos. So, uh, but he's ah. going to be here. He sends regards and love to everyone. And so see you guys next week on this wonderful award-winning, we're going for like four years now, uh, podcast. So have a nice one. Ciao. Thank you once again for listening to this episode. We also like to appreciate Anchor for giving us this platform to share our podcast. Please do not forget to follow us on our social media platforms. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Make We Converse. You can find Yari on Twitter and Instagram at Yari underscore Imade and Ayo on Twitter and Instagram at The Yan Spinner. That is T H E Y A R N S P I W N A. Also, please ensure you subscribe to our podcast and drop a review on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, WhatsApp, wherever you listen to us. We look forward to your feedback. Thank you.